Hello, encouragers. Today, during episode 33 of the podcast, I want you to meet my good friend Jason Bruckner, former Malone University student and one of the toughest, grittiest 400-meter hurdlers that I ever coached in the sport of track and field. He currently serves as a director of communications for the Christ Community Chapel in Hudson, Ohio. His energy, his enthusiasm, and vision for possibilities makes him an excellent example of an encourager in action. He and his team support the ministry team at CCC through creative and engaging communication strategies. And as we've all done the last few months, they've stopped to evaluate and recalibrate almost everything that they do on a daily basis. His life experiences, positive attitude, his love for Jesus and for people make him an ideal light to be shining for the kingdom of God during this pivotal time in our history. We took time to kind of like inventory everything that we were doing, everything from our social media to our website to Uh, We had a Facebook group that we launched, and it just took off. Well, hello, everybody. I am so honored to be here with Jason Bruckner. Jason serves as the communications director at Christ Community Chapel in Hudson, Ohio. Jay, that's how I knew you. You're one of my former student athletes at Malone. Say hello to everybody. Hey, uh, thank you, Coach. I can't call you Charlie. Thank you, Coach, for having me. Uh, it just should be a good chat, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you yeah. have been at uh, Christ Community there for a couple of years now, and you're listed on their website, at least, as the Director of Communications. Tell us a little bit about your role, about the church. Sure. You know, introduce yourself here. Yeah, um, I was just thinking, too, uh, as you're starting to open, um, I feel like there's Canton crowds that you and I are both a part of that probably wonder like what happened to Courtney and I because uh, like we've like we moved up north just a little bit and um, kind of gone through a whole bunch of transitions but then on the other side if there are ministry uh, people in the ministry that you you'll be sharing this with or that'll be listening in I think it'd be good for some context to share a little bit of my background but then like where uh, I've landed uh, vocationally but the ministry that I'm a part of too so um, Courtney and I met, my wife and I met at Malone, uh, where coach, uh, Charlie Grimes was overseeing the track team. We were both on the track team there. Um, I was in the ministry and Bible and theology degrees there. And then from there, um, Courtney and I moved to Chicago. I got my master's in biblical exegesis. So it's some pretty heavy, I kind of went like deeper into biblical interpretation. And my thought was I'll probably go into ministry or go into like, uh, teaching somehow is what I thought I'd be doing. And so after Wheaton, after living in Chicago, we looked back at Ohio at like what we could be doing uh, over in Ohio. We wanted to be close by family and uh, applied to a few different places. And just like most graduate degrees, I landed at Starbucks. So I finished uh, my <laughs> master's in biblical interpretation or biblical exegesis. And then I worked full time at Starbucks. I helped plant a church in North Canton called Mission View out of Maranatha Bible Church. And I was actually, I don't know if you know this, uh, Coach, but like I was also adjuncting at Malone a couple, yes, yes. A couple classes there, yep. just uh, 
while I was doing all of that. And through that time, through adjuncting, uh, and then through uh, being a part of the ministry, just launching the church, um, I was like, Starbucks isn't paying the bills fully, but I really enjoyed what I was doing in these other spaces. And I started dabbling in like um, some website creation and some marketing and stuff like that on the side uh, just to like make ends meet financially. Like coffee was good. Starbucks, they give you free coffee, but like they don't, (laughs) it's not a real good pay. Yeah. So I started doing a few other things and um, that's when uh, Brave Daily entered the scene and publishing houses started sending me books uh, to send. Uh, I would write a review about a book and then um, I would just get to keep the book. And I was like, this is a lot of fun. And I kept doing it. They kept sending me more and more books until that blossomed to like a team of like 10 people writing for the website. Um, and so this like slowly started expanding into more of like a d- digital footprint that was like reaching. Uh, I was getting messages and putting out newsletters and doing social media and like building the website on my own with this team of writers. And until someone, I was working at Starbucks one day and someone said, they were like, Hey, the stuff you do for brave daily, you could probably be doing full time. Um, the way that, the way that you're like running that. And I said, I didn't think about that before and, uh, kept with a church plant in North Canton and kept with brave daily, but I moved from Starbucks to digital marketing. Yep. And, I just always had in my mind that I was going to somehow serve the church, but I didn't know entirely what that meant just yet. And so I took a digital marketing um, job in North Canton and it's focused on social media. And I think that's where like I started making money for social media and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then a couple clients like rolled into like 40, 50 clients at an agency in North Canton. And so it was doing, it was going really, really well. Um, and and then Courtney got a job offer up in up in Hudson area, and so we just we didn't plan on leaving, didn't plan on moving, um, but started visiting churches up in the area. And I swear it was like divine intervention. It was somehow God just like, why don't you check this out? And so we yeah. we swung by Christ Community Chapel, met a few different people because a friend of mine went there, uh, and the at the time the communications director there said, what's your thoughts of working for the for the church? Uh, yeah. given what you're doing and she's she goes she goes we've got a part-time copywriting position open I was like that's that's nice but like not right now thank yeah. you um like I can't do something like that and then we continued the conversation actually until I was invited on the team up there and that's when we decided to make the move up north actually and like leave all that like all, all the relationships and all the uh, work that we were doing down in the Canton area and North Canton area and move up north a little. So, so yeah, that's, I started as a copywriter, um, about six months into it. Uh, they asked if I'd consider something along the lines of, uh, communications director and project management for all that happens, uh, all the ministry that happens there. So, so yeah, that's kind of the really maybe long winded, I don't know, kind of summarized version of, of how in the world I got to do what I'm doing right now though. Yeah, you are managing a team of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know, I saw on the website, you can certainly see that. You could just search uh, Christ Community Church in Hudson, yeah. Ohio, and find the information on Jason. But you've got a great team of people. Um, but yeah. tell us a little bit about that dynamic. And what, what are your, what are your like, you've got a department, in essence, of communications for it's the church. It's pretty wild. What do you, what do you, what's your strategies and your goals? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, uh, I don't know many churches that are doing something that we're doing, like at the level that we're doing. Um, 
just to tell you a little bit about, about the mission of CCC, uh, Christ Community Chapel, is, uh, I mean, they're serving locally in Hudson area. They're serving regionally and then globally um, through different ministries. Uh, they also have part of the DNA now to plant two churches a year, mm. two independent churches. So it's not campuses, how, how you might think of it, but like um, just say they take off in September, um, by December, they're completely on their own. And so they have a year of kind of an incubation period and then a few months where we kind of like serve alongside of them and then they're completely independent and on their own. And so with, with all of that, with local ministry, regional, global, and then even the, um, getting church plants up and going up by themselves, you think of new websites or yard signs or bulletin templates or social media strategies or all the things that happen there. Um, leadership and I at CCC, we had conversations around the idea of like, how in the world do, do we think that we can manage or like take care of something like this? Um, and we did everything that we could really to shift from a pretty reactive team to a very proactive communications team. Um, and so we, we couldn't wait any longer. I'm, I'm starting to get in the weeds already, but we couldn't wait any longer on say the student ministry director to, to come to us and say, we need some sort of journal or something like that. Right. Uh, we need some sort of social media post. It's like, we need to be thinking on their behalf. So all that they need, all that they need to worry about is their ministry and their vision and their strategy. And then we can go to them and say, you've got this thing coming up. Here's a few different ideas. And then this is what we were thinking for your journal. And so the team that we have is unique, but it matches the mission that we have um, in the vision that we have in the way that we serve um, all the different ministry departments or the different directors and leaders on our team. So, so. Yeah, you are managing the website of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got yeah. a, a group that's working that way and then probably social media and communi- other communications. Yeah. Do, are you involved in the broadcasts and you know, we're going to get to kind of what happened here in March to all of us, but are you involved in at least promoting those things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, um, we have a a production team. You think of production, um, in the sense that you have stage and worship team and creative arts are kind of on that production, uh, side of things. And then you have communications and promotion team. And so, uh, on a, on a Sunday, for example, or any given weekend, the production team does a lot of the in-house, um, recording and cameras and audio and that sort of technical side of things. And it's on the communications to just make sure that everything goes uh, fine as far as getting the word out. And so, so for example, this past weekend, and <laughs> I don't know if leadership would be pumped up about sharing this, but the internet went down locally. Oh no. So yeah. when the internet went down locally at our church, um, it was on the production and the in-house team to kind of sort that out. Figure that locally. out. Yeah. But then the communications team is sending emails and social uh, social media posts and stuff like that to help get the Just word out so everyone's let, on the yeah. same page. So, Tell everybody so what that's kind of how we yeah. work. Yeah, so the communications team is, like you said, we have uh, social media. Um, we have a part-time copywriter. Um, yep. We have a web a webmaster, and he, yep. he he's a genius. He just like is a Swiss Army knife is what we call yeah. him, and he yeah. just knows how to do all those uh, ins and outs. But we've got a graphic designer, videographer, um, an admin slash like print support. Uh, and then the, a few others on the team in the, uh, we actually have a director team. And so you have, uh, me who, I guess if you could define my role, it's almost like people glue and like vision and like making sure everyone has their, everyone has everything that they need. Um, and I make sure that the team is good. And so I'm meeting regularly with individuals. Uh, I'm driving the vision. I am also the 
the like byway between leadership team and communications. Yep. But then the communications team is unique and in a church sense and that we have our own creative director, which is uh, kind of, they've got eyes on all the brand pieces and making sure that everything looks great. Yeah. And then the strategic director. And so there's three of us, uh, creative, strategic and communications directors who kind of work together. And so the way that I was talking to my pastor about it recently was um, I'm kind of like the base coach of the three of us. And so I tell people to keep going, keep going or slow down if they're going too fast or that there's something yeah. to look out for. And then you've got like, the creative director who is the umpire to say that is good or that is not good. Yeah. And then the strategic director is another umpire that just says, that's like, we're not going to do the journal for student ministry because that's way off of vision. Like you guys, it's a great idea. You may have seen some other church do it, but like, we're not going to do it. Yeah. And so the three of us work together in that, in that way to kind of like drive this <laughs> big communications ship or <laughs> absolutely. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't want to say the word machine, but you know. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's, I you understand what, what you're saying. Yeah. And it was, uh, in, in, of course, those that, you know, perhaps don't know Jason, I will tell you that he is perfect for that job and just a people person. And, uh, you know, you are an encourager, you are gifted, uh, you're, you're a positive, hardworking, you know, a passionate guy that, um, you know, I was, I was honored to, to be your coach and to watch you grow and to change through those years at Malone. But um, boy, I tell you, let's shift gears now. And, and yeah. about mid-March, uh, you and your team, I'm sure, became very, very important people at, at CCC. Yeah. Tell us how that experience went for you and the team. And, and did you, you know, did you, was, was God present to give you a pretty good clear plan right away? Or how did you as a church process this whole COVID-19 yeah. and the stay at home orders and, you know, kind of shutting everything down or pivoting as they say? Yeah, we, we pivoted like crazy. Um, I don't even know where to start with all of that. I think that there are so many layers to it. Um, the, I think the biggest thing, uh, one thing to set the stage in the context of it is that our leadership team um, was very thorough in the way they thought through things. Um, our leadership team consists of about four or five different individuals, including the uh, head pastor and the preaching pastor and different individuals. And so um, it was, it was like, I feel like on both ends of the spectrum, uh, there was someone on the team, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's someone that's like, we need to slow down um, and we need to take this extremely serious people there are those people that are taking this extremely serious and they're uncomfortable. And then there are someone else that's, uh, it's like, we need to keep moving. And as the church, we need to, sh we need to show progress and we need to be brave and confident. And I feel like um, more than ever, I saw the leadership team come together and say, let's like find the common ground and like make the most wise decision that we could in all of this. Um, so that was really cool to see. And the communications team, um, definitely deferred to leadership in that. And so if, if they had the conviction that we weren't going to meet on a specific weekend, um, we don't push back. I mean, that is like where we're at in that we're there to serve uh, the leadership team in all of that. Um, so on the, on the side of pivot though, you think of everything that this very uh, proactive team is trying to get in the works. And then all of a sudden everything is just, you know, the legs are chopped right from underneath. So um, we had, like I just said, journals for student ministry. Uh, we received a shipment of journals, mm. um, for the kids to come together, uh, or devotionals for the kids to come together and share in a group lesson. And so we're like, what do we do with these? You know, this is a big initiative that was 
uh, that was, uh, you know, a lot of work on our end. And we had to just say, this isn't the time and place to worry about all that. Like we've got to look forward and stop worrying about the stuff in the past. Um, so yeah, there was, there was just the like moving over that little, that little speed bump of the headache that like everything is getting shut down all of a sudden. Um, but I remember the planning meeting that, uh, the pastor came in and said, it's probably Thursday. We're not meeting this weekend. I need your team to cover everything from signs on the door to social media, to a newsletter piece that goes out to a video. That's, uh, the pastor sharing exactly uh, what everybody needs to hear. And I need it all, all done like within 24 hours. And so I saw our team respond really well and get creative, um, and in how to communicate all that. So, so yeah, yeah there was did, a lot of different pieces. Yeah. yeah. It did accelerate some things. I, I, that's, you know, certainly my experience as well is that it, it was an accelerant to, us making decisions, you know, and, and um, mm-hmm. I think in churches and, you know, in my situation of a little, a little bit smaller congregation, I can, I can only imagine how the, the process might be really slow at a, a larger congregation uh, with lots of people, lots of moving parts. So many, and, yeah. And opinions. And, but yeah. yeah and, and that's where we didn't have time. You didn't have time to make that, to make that process, you know, go normally. Um, yeah. But what particularly are you really proud of your team, perhaps, or even the church that, that you, you felt like in this area, you, you guys pivoted, you, you implemented some new strategies, but what was, what was maybe one thing that comes to your mind? You're like, wow, God was in that. And that worked really well. Like that, I am so glad, you know, and and not to, there's no way to kind of make this positive, but if, if you could look back on it someday and say, wow, this is a good thing that came out of that. I think there's a, I think there's a, there's a lot of different pieces um, that are coming to mind and I'm trying to think of like some super hot ones or some super like important ones. But uh, I think one of them, I remember a pastor asking in a meeting one time, um, this is post shutdown, post lockdown. We're in a zoom call most likely. Uh, and he says, what's, what's something that you wish that we had right now? Like, so what's something that, we wish we would have planned for this or thought of right now. And I remember us uh, thinking back on just how, like how we can do more video curriculum for people or for individuals or membership classes that may be digital somehow. Um, But I remember that like that question made us kind of like sit back and think like, I wonder what we are missing. Uh, Like how much could we, could we really like streamline what we do? And I don't mean that to say like we shouldn't be working (laughs) hard or, um, but like you think, uh, you just could be more effective, um, in some other way. So I remember, I just remember that question, especially for communications. Like you think of a social media strategy or always trying to have new content or some sort of new channel or something new and exciting or whatever it is. And so you think, uh, I think as a communications director, I'm going to give space in the future for everybody to just kind of like play and be creative in their, in their, in their own area. And so, whether it's a videographer, like I just threw, uh, I emailed him at the end of last week, a new platform that he can just kind of like play with. And I want them to be reading too. And I, I asked them to be reading a book and like they can do it on church hours or whatever on their hours. So that they're always learning something new, but we need to be, we need to get out of the like, well, that's just kind of what we do. Um, and I don't know, <laughs> this is something else. We may not go back to a bulletin. I mean like, yeah. or a program in the traditional sense. Yep. Um, I feel like it was time for us to reflect and say like, there are some things that we just, we just did because we just did and we might scrap it. Um, yeah. So some of those things like reflecting on 
what we typically do, like with just autopilot, just stamp it and pass it on. Um, and then uh, thinking about like what we really wish that we had during this time. So I think those are two. Oh, it's beautiful. Wonderful mm -hmm. group and organizational, you know, dynamic there to that, that, you know, as our Lord does, he can use any situation to, to bring about good and to bring about mm -hmm. development and growth. Um, your new plan moving into the future is a great, you know, this suggestion about the bulletin is a great segue into where I wanted to go next. And yeah. do what, what from your seat and in, in where you're at, um, where, what's the future look like for you guys as a church? I, I think you shared with me that you are just now starting to, you know, welcome people back into a formal, more yeah. in-person service. You know, the bulletin, you know, are there any other trends or changes that you see yeah. for the church right now that, that like, this is it. This, and again, we don't know how long this sort of new normal w might last. Uh, but what, what, what are those other aspects yeah. of ministry that you see that could be permanently changed here? I think uh, something that comes to mind, and I think it would be helpful for any church, any size. Um, it's like, uh, do you know Lee Nicholson? You know Lee? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like I talk with him a lot. We work through a lot of different things. Um, and like we always talk about how like the website could be the most effect or as effective as it could be um, given whoever the audience is. Yeah. And, and so we... I say that because he always pushes me to like be reflecting on what we're doing and why the heck we're doing it. Um, he also likes to nerd out on things. And I think if you heard that, he'd be okay with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me calling him a nerd basically. But uh, um, we took time to kind of like inventory everything that we were doing, everything from our social media to our website to uh, we had a Facebook group that we launched and it just took off. Like we've never really, we've never really leveraged Facebook groups, but we tried something new and went for it. Yep. Uh, and it, it was extremely interactive, lots of good conversations in there. We had live prayer. We had, I think I saw you do live worship as well a couple times. Yep. Um, and so leveraging platforms in new ways, but we inventoried everything. What I wanted to make sure that I said was that we inventoried it given the audience that we have in mind. And so I feel like an example of this is a lot of churches websites are almost like golden corral or just kind of like a buffet of anything and everything. And we want to make sure that everything that we have available is shown to them. And I've been reading a lot. It's funny that I have <laughs> the iPad here. This the video is actually propped up. I'm reading this book right now. Marketing made go. simple. Yep. Um, Donald, Donald Miller. Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote story brand and then that's his newest book marketing made simple, but um, just does, does um, as much as he can to push you to, to reflect and keep it extremely simple given the audience at hand. And so instead of showing, everything to everybody uh, on your website. You might say uh, like the direction that we'll be going is how can we help you? These are a few different things that we offer, but most importantly, we want to connect you with someone and we'd rather you talk with someone yes. than we could get you plugged into something. So uh, we'll be going in that direction um, in the future with our website. But the, the, you, you think of like, you almost want to draw a map of the, the flow that you would like everyone to go through to an extent. And I know you can't, you know, <laughs> move everyone yeah. like that, uh, that easy every single time. But if you have your website, like, why do you have a website? Is it for your congregation? Is it a digital bulletin or is it because it's your public facing where you assume most people is they're going to jump over to your website and look uh, for some information about you and maybe come and visit. We're going to land on the latter side. We're building a website that is catered to people who are just interested, uh, interested in coming to visit. Um, another thing that I think a lot of churches do 
is uh, like live streaming to social media, their morning services or their weekend services. And so we, we're asking why, like, why do we do that? Um, yeah. And who wants to watch an hour long sermon on Facebook? Uh, and so we're thinking through ways that we can make it available and maybe abbreviated somehow. Um, and then say, we're going to encourage people who are either on the website or on social media, like come and visit us or contact yes. us to have a conversation. And I so think that's, that's probably where most church leaders are right now. They're, they've, they've yeah. seen, uh, you know, like, very similar to what we went through in, in really improving and upgrading that broadcast, but mm -hmm. now saying, okay, so our viewership has tripled or quadrupled, or in some cases, you know, 10 right. times as much for some congregations. What now? You know, it, and there's, <laughs> right. there's a lot of numbers out there in the analytics, but what do we do to reach out to those people? And it, it seems like you, you've gotten ahead of that. And I commend you for that because the website, you have to be strategic. You have to be organized and proactive, like you mentioned before. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and um, I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of people. But, cool. you know, let's shift it a little bit back to, the, to your work with Brave Daily. And tell me kind of, uh, you know, how did that start? And, and even just mention it now so that those that might be interested in, yeah. you know, book reviews and interaction around, you know, um, you know that medium. How did this start yeah. for you? Yeah, I, uh, I grad when I graduated from Wheaton and moved back to Ohio, I had a lot of time on my hands at, at first. And I remember thinking, like, I really enjoyed reading, like, when I was in grad school. And uh, I wanted to keep reading. And I remember going through uh, just different websites. Maybe it was IVP or something. And at the very bottom, it said, request a, uh, what is it called? You know, a like copy a review of review copy, um, yeah. Yeah, a review copy, but I think they have a name for it for like teachers and professors or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, they have uh, the option to do that. And I just was like, well, shoot, I'll just go ahead and send an email and see if this if this works. And I remember creating um, a WordPress blog or something early on. It was very just pretty much an RSS feed. And so I emailed them. I'm like, hey, I've got like four blog posts up. Can I, <laughs> can I, uh, <laughs> can I get a free copy of your book? And they're just like, sure. And so the first time I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I would, I would read through it and I would write a review. And, uh, and then I thought I'll do another one until, until someone says no. And so I kept going and eventually, uh, I didn't have to like send any emails any longer. And something else is that, uh, I noticed that as the frequency of posts go out or, uh, a new book review would go live, then like another follower would come my way or someone would, uh, send an instant message through Instagram or something like that, or a DM that would say, read it. Thank you. going to grab a copy for myself. Like appreciate it. And I was like, this is like pretty cool being able to connect with people, um, in all kinds of different walks. And, and just randomly, uh, one story that comes to mind is a girl messaged on our Facebook page and had questions about faith. And she said, I'm just not comfortable like going to church. Uh, but you seem you and your, your community seemed pretty down to earth and I have some questions for you. And I thought like, those are the moments that were really fun and encouraging and like writing about books is fun, but reading is better. Um, I didn't do it just to write, you know, but um, anyway, so those are the moments that kind of kept me moving and well, they kept sending books and, and yeah. moving. You are because I see on brave daily's website, 
Yeah. You're at 264 books and counting. Have, so I really uh, appreciate that. More it's than awesome. That. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep that updated because it's impressive. Yeah. Um, and you've got a team, a, a community of people that you're working with there. Yeah. Um, and again, just for those that might be interested in it, it's a faithful conversation. That's what he says. It's, it's bravedaily.com and uh, a faithful conversation about Christianity and reading. So I'm really, I'm really uh, excited for you to keep doing that. And, uh, you know, I, just a couple little questions, uh, maybe more personally here as we close down our time, but, you know, you are one of the most positive guys, you and I, you know, those years you were at Malone and, uh, you know, standing out in the rain and you trying to run the 400 meter hurdles in a nice cold, you know, it, it was brutal, and, but yet you always kept your smile, and no matter what the time, you were always trying as hard as you possibly could. You were, yeah. you were a wonderful and delightful um, leader on our team, Jason. So Thanks. Thanks. What, are, what are some of your recommendations personally, just for, for what we've been through in the last three or four months, um, just to stay positive and to continue to pour into those around you? You're an encourager uh, to a T. Uh, and I just love you, and I want you to share kind of where you're at and how you approach each day here yeah. and the challenges that we face, not only as churches, but but you as an individual. Yeah. Um, I just, my first thought was there are days when I'm not all that encouraging. And so, I mean, I don't, it's not always the case. I get pretty grumpy or pretty discouraged too. There are a lot of times during the last few months that and this might be my first piece of advice is to is to admit this and call it out. But there are times when it's pretty rough. I mean, there are um, things got pretty shook up for a few months. And yes. Courtney and I had some pretty, pretty good conversations through all of that. And um, I think that one of the things that she brings to her and I's relationship is is her strong, like, unshaking faith. I don't mm. know how else to say it other than yeah. that. It's like, and like, no, God is who he is and Jesus did what he did and the spirit is right here, period. I mean, it's like, that's just how she is about her faith. And um, I get shook. I like wrestle with some things a little bit, probably more often than she does. And so there were times when um, through all of this that like uh, my brother-in-law or some family members may have some pretty good conversations through different things. But like, I just say that to say, call things out at face value, like admit when things are are rough, um, have some really good people around you, uh, to have those conversations with, even if it's over zoom, <laughs> even if yeah. it's over a yeah. phone call or something like that. Like, um, and I think that some, um, more to this is a series that we're going through as a church right now. And that's probably why it's top of mind is, is what it means to be all in with, um, with your community and what it means to be like all in a hundred percent and, and have a few good people by you, mm -hmm. um, by your side that like that, that are there for you. And you know, that, um, like, you know me, I'm pretty, uh, I could talk to anyone. I'm pretty extroverted and, and I love everybody fun loving, but like, I've got to have some really good people that I know that I can always reach out to. And so I've got those people. Absolutely. Um, so that's one of them. Um, and then I think that another thing that, uh, just the ability to kind of adapt in like in shift, um, I think of communications at the church or any, I think of the leadership team at our church, especially, but the ability to go, you know what, like, um, meeting together right now. Like I remember it wasn't legally, I don't think there was any precedent to like shut down your church, but I remember our leaders going, we're going to do this. We're going to do it early. Um, we want to be a good example for the community. Yeah. Um, and instead of being bullheaded and saying like, I'm and that wasn't a, a knock on anybody who didn't decide right, to sure, shut down sure. immediately. Um, it was just, 
the idea that like as visionaries, as leaders, like the, the ability to adapt and kind of like set your pride and your plans aside, I think is pretty important as well. Um, luckily I like changing things up, so it's not hard yes. for me to do that typically, but, um, yeah, those are a couple of things that come to mind coach. Hey, that is yeah. wonderful. Jason, you are uh, a good friend, a brother in Christ. I really appreciate you. And so thanks so much for being on the Encouragers United podcast. Thanks for sure. Hi, it's Charlie. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Encouragers United podcast. I need a favor. I'm trying to grow my podcast and the listenership um, so that I can encourage more people and to expand my reach to attract those that are uh, encouragers in our world. I would like you to do me a favor if you could. Uh, I've done several episodes in lots of different formats, but I would love for you to leave me a review uh, and a rating. But in this rating and review, I would like you to give me a secret message as to which type of format of my podcast you like the best. It might be for you to give me a four or five star review and then simply say, I love the way Charlie interviews other, you know, other guests on his show. He's creative and his guests are very informative. That would be a review for you to tell me that you want to hear me do more interviews. However, perhaps you could leave a four or five star review and say, Charlie speaks with wisdom and encouragement. And when he talks, uh, people listen. You know, that would be a way for you to tell me that you like my teaching and that you'd rather just hear me speak. But I would love to get more reviews so that it expands my reach and it informs more people on your on your podcast platforms that my show exists. That way I think I can expand my reach to more people and encourage more of the encouragers. I really appreciate again your support through these. Uh, it's been over a year and a half that I've been working on the podcast and I'm getting better and better at it, but I'm at a point where I need your help and that support is very welcomed. Thank you again.